This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Izzy Presley. Hi. We are recording. Yeah, I'm and, here. Okay, so just so you know, Mark had a a, a fit and took his toys and went home. Uh oh, what happened? <laughs> he, give me the give me the give me the um, give me the quick version of it. He, so could, he couldn't get his computer to boot up. He couldn't get into oh, Zoom. Shit. So then That's we awesome. tried to switch over to Skype. He couldn't get Skype to launch. So then we got back into Zoom. He got into Zoom, but he was using his iPhone. And Tommy and I are just looking at him. He's like, he's not going to be a happy camper. He is so <laughs> crabby. <laughs> so I said, Mark, Mark. And, and before all that happened, that's when I had texted you. And I said, do you want to come on? Because Tommy and I were just like, that's it. Let's get a replacement. Oh, Lizzie. And Mark, Mark, Mark goes, let's, if we're going to do this, let's get this started. I'm in a bad mood. And that's where I said, Izzy wants to come on. You want to go? And he goes, later. <laughs> What's the topic? What were we talking okay, about? Okay, okay. So first of all, guys, one second. So, oh God, my internet connection is just sucking. And I just upgraded the speed too. Um, you guys were talking there and it dropped out on my end, which you'll notice in this week's episode with Jericho, there was some dropouts, some strange editing. Like you guys are frozen now, aren't you? No. I know. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you're not oh, moving. You uh, yeah. You're not moving. So they all, so anyway, let's just bear with it. That might happen a bunch of times while we're talking here that the internet is just going to drop out on my end. I can see I'm going to have to upgrade it to an even faster account in order to make this fucker work. Um, as for a topic, there is no topic. We are turning the show over to Izzy Presley and he can do whatever the hell he wants this week with three sides of the coin. Um, but why, 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 why would you do that? Why would you put the topic in the hands of the great Izzy Presley? Cause I don't because give a crap. You. Cause we I don't give a, you. I don't give a crap. You know, we, you know, if it's a train wreck, awesome. I'm just throwing my hands up going, that's it. I'm out. Izzy, you run this week's show. Yeah, you tr we trust you, man. All right. All right. And, and have we gotten to the homework? Have we gotten to? No, we haven't done anything we, we, yet. We're, 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 we're literally just started here. So we'll kick spend... ass. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let, let's get to the comments. Uh, most specifically from my show, like uh, a week ago. Um, I, I would love to hear uh, some of the comments from that show. Do you well, have I'll them? Pull those, I'll pull those up too, but I've got the comments right now for the Jericho show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Please hit that. All right. So you'll like this one. This one's from Kenny Dave. Ace was the coolest. So that's just for you. Yeah, well that, but you know I what? Think, but that, I don't think you can argue that. Well, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say there's no disputing that, but that's what Jericho wasn't saying 
Bruce was the coolest. Jericho said Bruce was the best guitarist. That's mm-hmm. completely different. Ace is so fucking cool. He, yeah, Ace is the coolest. But let's just make sure we understand what we were talking about there. Yeah. So um, here's another one. Melinda Murphy. You guys are hysterical. What a cool interview. I love the way you guys can laugh at yourselves and take a joke. Awesome discussion. I was grinning ear to ear. Thank you, Melinda. That's very nice of you. Well, then you Um, love this week's show because we're doing nothing but laughing at ourselves this week. Because this is, we, we, we haven't even finished the show and it's already a huge train wreck. How, you don't yeah. know that though. It could, it, it could be, yeah. Izzy might pull it out of the depths of hell. Uh, a Steinman says, I really love this episode. I'm an 80s and early 90s kid. I grew up with the 80s Kiss and discovered the band with Bruce and Eric lineup. So, of course, this era of the band has a special place in my heart. While Ace is still the original and never can be truly replaced, I agree with Chris Jericho. Bruce was the best, most talented Kiss Axeman. He was a well-rounded player, could do everything from shred, not really into shred style, though, to some great old-school rock solos. I sometimes feel my era of the band is often overlooked or maligned a lot. Even the band itself, up until recently, would act like the 80s era didn't happen. You have to, hold on, i got to read more. Uh, you have the original 70s era fans and current era new fans. However, it always feels like us 80s era fans of KISS get overlooked. That's why I love this episode so much and love the band Quarantine. I also appreciate how Michael sticks up for 80s KISS. Thanks, Mike. So, yeah, a lot of love for, for the guys in quarantine, and, and people are checking it out and digging it. So, there you go. Now, I can go back and try and find some Izzy Presley comments if you would like me to do that. Yeah, go ahead and you're do that. Boss. I was looking he's at the, him a little he's, bit. He's I the was, boss this week. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh, being the narcissistic uh, prick that I am, I, I, you know, I like to know what people say about me. Okay, it, it, and that Izzy, was the Izzy, one with it, the space trucking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, it Izzy, while, like he, while, good... while he's looking, just so you know, your green screen virtual background really sucks because your mic keeps appearing and disappearing. Yeah, I know. And your arm is falling off. I know. But, see, this is the problem. Um, I was watching hockey and uh, eating, and I didn't have a chance to clean my room, so I didn't want to. Well, who cares? Everybody knows, care. what, you're, everybody knows what you're like. No, man. I, look, I like to present a little cleanliness <laughs> in the fucking background. I mean. Um, Plus, his background's so, hilarious. You're so cute. Okay, so we've got 30, I'm looking on YouTube, we've got 36 comments, almost 3,000 3, plays just on YouTube, and pretty much everyone seems to love um, all, of the, all of the digs at Izzy. Well, wait a minute, here, I found a good one. Here's one, um, Purple33, we only watch three sides if Izzy is on. That's a good one. See? Let me see what else. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I, I don't have a problem with that, you know. No, um, but you no, know, people love when you come on. I know. It's just, look, this is the thing. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I love doing this show, and I love interacting with the fans, even when they're fucking ripping me because I'm making fun of Doctor. Dr. Uh, What's-His-Fuck. Dr. Fuck? <laughs> By the way, just so you know, I sent a message out to him to jump in on this show as well this week. So oh, you only got it because he didn't respond, and Mark oh, okay. bailed. 
Okay. Right. Okay. So you're golden, brother. So, so we, again, we did we, reach out to you first. We, we, we are once again going back to that bottom of our barrel. Yep. Scraping. <laughs> scraping. 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 I can't believe there was no comments about the dig on Montreal. None whatsoever. Uh, most people loved either Michael's comment that, let um, me see, where was it? Autograph picture of who? Yes, the autograph picture of gold. Who, and that then was the mouse, gold. And then the mice, mouse, poke, piking, uh, mouse poking over the haystack. Those were the two most popular. Oh, that's but right. You, so I was you wearing know, the pants. Yeah. The autograph of who, Izzy, that's comedic timing there. That for once, Mike, for you once. figured it out. For once, well, you really sh you should print your photo on the other leg of your pants so it looks like you're blowing yourself. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome! <laughs> I can just make another pair to fucking sell. Yeah, and then you don't have to remove the rib. It'll save you a lot of money. You know what he'll do is he'll put those pants on, lay in bed, and just stare at them. <laughs> going god damn god damn my pants got more friends than i do it makes me think of um uh, the hardtimes.net one that i just shared this morning it said uh, ronald mcdonald has rib removed so he can blow himself <laughs> i'll just take it to the easier level put my face on my pants there you go there you go okay yeah why work so, that was the comments okay. Izzy, what is our what is our what, we doing, what was the homework there is no home there for what this week? Well, no, was there homework last week? Oh, there was homework. Like, what do you think of '80s Kiss? Or do you are you familiar with oh, okay. Quarantine? Yeah, something yeah, like okay. that. A lot of love for for the guys in Quarantine and the songs. Oh yeah, they do a great job. Great mm -hmm. job. Um, so yeah, you get to pick it every. You get to pick everything today, brother. Okay, so look, I I was actually I was going to listen to that episode as their latest single no 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 which gotcha. is actually charting on billboard right now i know so they, how beautiful yeah. is that so they want to make a push to see if they can chart higher than any of the other paul stanley songs because chris said that that would make paul crazy if one of gene's crappy songs off of uh you know crazy nights ended up charting higher than reason the we will. just uh it's funny we did um a couple weeks back we did the uh the summit on uh the, the kiss solo records and uh, Hal Sparks had, we, somehow we started talking about forever. And <laughs> why, I can't remember how it came up, but he said that during the video, there's that part during the solo when Paul goes over to Gene and they look like- I saw that laughing. comment. And apparently at that time, I don't know this, if this is true or not. I saw that. I'm going to take Hal's word for it that when like, Gene pushes him away and he's laughing, it's because Gene told him that he farted. So it's possible i, I totally be i believe it oh yeah we should yeah, get hal on the show that's what we should do oh god fucking hal's great he's funny as hell he is so um for those of you that don't know what izzy's referring to is he has a drunken summit every tuesday night you can go to izzypresley.com well, it happens right. every night but every tuesday he records he it. records it uh, yeah every now about every <laughs> other night and a half because uh, i'm at that age and uh, body type it's now longer to recover it takes me about a day to recover depending on how much uh jack daniels i drink so, i'm drinking jack right now in a beer um 
But yeah, I, I cracked a beer for you guys. I mean, what the fuck? Might as well start yeah. the drunk and sub it early. Yeah. So uh, every Tuesday night, he gets together with Hal, or different people every week. And yeah, Jeremy and Phil have been on, and they talk about Kiss stuff, and they talk about Van Halen. So you guys should check it out. Yeah. Um, last week was, um, who did we talk about last week? You were too I'm drunk to remember. It. No, it's just it was a long time ago. Uh, oh, it was a the week. Canadian Drunken Summit. Mm. We had uh, Russ Dwarf from Killer Dwarfs on. We had um, uh, 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 um, uh, dude from Slash's band. Um, Todd Kearns? Todd, damn it, Kearns, yes. And we had uh, two of the guys from Exciter, um, DK, who's also in Diamonds and Banger Films and yada, yada, yada. And then something called Red Cup Jeff. But it was very, uh, it, was, it was a pretty entertaining episode listening to these guys remember Canadian rock. Well, and correct me if this is, if this is not right, but if you pay $100 as a listener you, to, to Izzy, you can come on the Drunken Summit, right? Yeah. Um, you can, if you want to just throw me a hundred bucks and come uh, yeah, you can come on the drunken summit. If you will basically do anything for a hundred bucks. Look, I've had, um, I've had, it, it's happened. Um, the, I think it was the very first kiss summit that we did. Um, a listener threw me a hundred bucks to come on and he was great. Perfect. So there yeah, you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you got so, uh, bucks laying around. Yeah. He'll be happy to take it off your hands. Absolutely, especially now that unemployment ran out and I can't really fucking work. So, <laughs> so, all right. Well, then, why don't we go back to um, topic? What do you want to talk about today? Because usually, um, well, I mean, look, we had a huge anniversary, a huge Kiss anniversary. <laughs> was it yesterday? Of um, Kiss Unplugged. Yeah, was the it recording 20, of Kiss Unplugged? Twenty-five years. It must have been, because that's why it kept popping up. Yeah, it was 25 years. What do you guys remember about uh, about when you heard that it was happening and then when you found out that Ace and Peter were going to be on it? Um, I got to tell you, I was excited that Ace and Peter were going to be on, but I also pretty much knew that was going to happen and it was going to lead to the reunion. In general, the unplugged initially, the performance, didn't excite me at all. Because I was never a fan of MTV unplugged shows. I just, I didn't like, I appreciate that they could do it and they did great stuff. But I just wasn't a fan of unplugged performances. So I'm just sort of like, oh, Kiss is doing unplugged. Well, they got nothing left in their arsenal, so we'll just do an unplugged show. Okay, cool. It's another album. I'll get it. That was before, mm -hmm. after I heard it. It's a great live album. It's great. Oh, absolutely uh, it is. Abs Tommy? I, yeah, I was, you know, I don't really remember. I, what I remember about that period is, is really enjoying the unplugged shows that I went to. Mm -hmm. I thought that tour was fantastic. I was very happy that Ace and Peter were coming back because I, like so many other fans, wanted that original reunion. You know, right. I wanted to have the opportunity to get a good ticket and sit up close and, and see them. And I was very happy with the unplugged. But then again, like anything else, I was frustrated that they didn't do a deluxe edition when they released that. 
And then, you know, because they've got the full two plus hours of them recording. Yeah. There's no reason that shouldn't have been on a Kissology or something. I, I'd love to have that whole thing in HD. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, see, I, I'm trying to remember because, I mean, it was, this was pre, like pre-internet. And they, didn't they keep it pretty, pretty quiet about Ace and Peter showing up? Um, as quiet as they could be. I mean, right. you know, if you were running in the right group of fans who knew the band and hung out yeah. with the band, the word was pretty much, yeah, you know, that's, that's what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, if you, under, if, if you had experience with the music industry, you could also see how everything was setting up and what it was leading to. Right. Oh, my goodness. At the very first Unplugged, we invited Peter Chris to show up. And it was Eric Singer who invited him. Please. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. But it was all planned. And it was all yeah. planned to lead up to New York City, have Ace and Peter. Oh, and by the way, we got together and it felt so good. We decided to do a reunion. No, it doesn't happen quite that fast and easily. Right. You know, it's all, it takes months and years to plan out stuff that big. So it, it was fairly quiet, but, it, you know, you could read the writing on the wall. You knew it was going to happen. Because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember when, I, when I, it aired like on Halloween or like right around Halloween, I believe is when it aired. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. If I, yeah. Well, it wasn't, but like I had friends that attended. So I knew uh-huh. kind of what was going on and had already heard the stories. For me, it was just traveling in the right direction. And right. I was actually a little torn because I really like the Eric Singer, Bruce Kulick era. Yeah. But I like I like the Eric Carr era too. But, you know, like we were talking about with the guys from Quarantine last week, Kiss finally found themselves in with Revenge. And I was really happy. I'm like, finally, they... They look good. They sound good. I, this is what I want my rock band to be. And so I was also, also like, well, this is cool, though, but it was great to have the reunion. And I, I attended the, um, the uh, thing on the ship. The what thing on the ship? Intrepid. Oh, the, the press Oh, conference. wow, you were there. Yeah, I was there with your buddy, Sebastian Bach. Was Dude! Yeah, exactly. Dude, he's fucking kiss. We're on a fucking ship. Yeah, that's about it. He's like a cartoon character. He's nice. Oh, he is. You know. Uh, But at any rate, yeah, I was at that. And that was when it really was like, it really hit home. I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. loving this. And uh, I guess I just, I remember really enjoying those shows and enjoying the Unplugged and happy that they were doing what they were doing, but also sad at the same time because i really liked that revenge album and i really liked what they were doing although i thought the tour wasn't i didn't like the the stage much as much as i liked uh the tour for uh, hot in the shade yeah, oh, yeah the, 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 the reunion tour the stage was looking back quite a disappointment yeah it, quite a dis especially after you know, at the at on the Intrepid, 
I think it was Gene who said, yeah, you know, we're going back and we're creating the, what everybody loved, that Love Gun era. And I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe they're recreating the Love Gun stage. That'll Which be very they cool. should have done that. They and, should and, have and, done that. And right. literally all they basically had were st stacks of amps on each side that when the show started were laying down and the amps just moved up. Yeah. I'm just like, what's so fantastic kiss about this? There's nothing on the other side mind-blowing. But also, too, on the other side of it, it was so exciting to see him back that one of the things that really stuck in my mind was how much concert had, concerts have changed. And I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but I went and saw Bruce Springsteen a few years ago. And here's a guy who plays for three and a half hours, and he has people behind him. He sold out the whole freaking place. No video screen, nothing. And everything was all on the band. And it was... It, it, it took me back to those Black Sabbath concerts and Ario Speedwagon and Styx and all of these bands who didn't have all of the stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking away from the, the uh, end of the road because it's spectacular. But I think that was maybe some of it as well with the Kiss thing. Is it's like you just had the four guys. Well, that, that, that's true. It put all the attention on the band. But that's not what Kiss has ever been about. Kiss has always been about a, a, a spectacle. And especially when you come off of Hot in the Shade and Revenge tours, where they finally came back to a spectacle of a stage and a stage performance and everything else. I mean, we've said it so many times. You know, when, when the Kiss logo started to rise up behind the stage, that was a chill moment. Mm -hmm. And absolute, right. your hair stood up because you were just like, oh, my God, that is so cool. So KISS has always been about we do it bigger than everybody else. We do it better than every. And, and frankly, that reunion show was not bigger or better than anybody else. It was good. It was Hold great. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, what Tommy was talking about at that time, all the, the big rock bands that were selling out arenas at that time there was no show because they didn't want to be rock stars. Well, you look sure. at the mid nineties, it was all grunge. They, they didn't, they didn't want the fire. They didn't want the spectacle compared 100%. to what compared to what it was. And we're spoiled by the technology. Now, 1996, this technology now didn't exist. What they were doing was huge compared to everything that was out there. But, but here's, here's the point, Izzy. KISS, at least for me, KISS has never competed or compared themselves to other bands that are out there right now, right. especially in the grunge era. They've always, and they've said this repeatedly in, in old interviews, we compete with what we did on our last tour. We compete right. with ourselves. We have to do better than what we did last year. And I just felt like the reunion stage and stage show was not better than revenge or hot in the shade. Was it better than crazy night stage? Yes. Was it better than the asylum stage? Yes. The lick it up stage. Uh, the lick it up stage was, was lame only because it was just the creature. Oh, this is okay, cool. Michael. Michael. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we missed the last 15 seconds. So you got to say what you said over again. 
because you oh, froze and we lost your. Stop on a bitch. So what did I? What 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 was I? What was the last thing? It was you not heard? the last thing I heard is it was not as good as the Revenge or the High All right, Shape. So stage. so so the reunion tour stage wasn't better than Revenge or Hot in the Shade. The the last Kiss tours that they would have competed against, it was better than Crazy Nights stage. It was better than the Asylum stage. It was better than the Lick It Up stage, but it wasn't better than the Creatures stage, if that makes sense, because Lick It Up yeah. sucked because it was literally just the tour from a year before with no makeup. Yeah. Right. And even if they would have resurrected the tank, that would have been cool. So I see your point, but also I feel like the four of them in makeup and costume again overrode some of that. Oh, yeah. you're 100% oh. right, because all of the spectacle was on those four guys, and I could yeah. almost imagine that's what they want. They were like... Yeah. Um, I want the attention on me, Gene Simmons. I want the attention on me, Paul Stanley. You know, I don't want them looking at some stage prop. And I get it. I get it. I'm just saying as a fan, looking back now, you can sit there yeah. and go, well, that was kind of an average stage for, for all of the hype they made about we're back, we're doing it the way you want it, we're, this is what you remember. And it's sort of like, yeah, but that wasn't even as spectacular as the Love Gun stage. Right. But I also think that the other piece of it that we have to consider is, is how many people that I ran into from high school that were not KISS fans, that all of a sudden they're at this KISS show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was a real, that was a really weird thing to me to see that. Like, wow. It was the, that, in, in 96 and 97, the KISS tour was just the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's all it was. It was just like, oh, everybody's going, so jump on the bandwagon. You know, right. your football team is in the Super Bowl. I'm all of a sudden a fan. Mm-hmm. Next year, I'm not. But right. it was the thing for everybody in 96 and 97 to get behind. And I think it's back to that now. Do you to guys some remember, do, do you guys remember um, the cartoon that was in the article about it in the Star Trib. It, it looked like they were in a nursing home and on dialysis and full makeup and just looked mm-hmm. old as hell. It was hilarious. I, I have it. I don't know where the fuck it is, but I still have it. But it's funny to think about that. They were in their 40s then. <laughs> they were in their 40s. They weren't that old. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. It really is. They were younger than we are now. Oh, I know. And you, you think about it, it's like everybody is saying, like, there's this whole goddamn old. And people are saying that about the Stones when I saw them in 89. Yeah. 89 or 90, and Mick Jagger was 46. <laughs> you know? That's just crazy. It really is. So, I mean, I look back at that time period as a really special time period for the oh, band. Yeah. Because I was so disheartened from 83 to 89. I really Mm -hmm. was. And it wasn't so much, you know, the B. Arthur outfits or that sort of thing. I just didn't think the songs were that good. I liked the Paul Stanley stuff, but it didn't feel like Kiss. It just felt like something else. And all I know is when they started to incorporate the old with the new in 80, in was 89 with the, uh, um, revenge or not revenge. Hot and shade. shade. Hot and shade. Yeah. I was like, Holy smokes. This is, freaking amazing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so for me i i welcomed it and it was exciting but the the unplugged was just like i don't know it, it was great in its in its 
own right to hear those songs. And that's the other thing that sticks out in my mind. I'll never forget sitting down at the Bloomington show. It was in the third row. And there was this moron in front of me that kept yelling songs like I love it loud and um, whatever else it was. And I'm thinking, you fucking idiot. You've got this band actually playing unplugged for the first time that I'm aware of. And you're choosing songs that don't even work unplugged. What about mm -hmm. coming home? What about hard luck woman? I'll pick whatever song you want. But again, it goes back to these, these, some of these fans. It's like, they want to hear the most popular songs. It's like, you're going to hear it anyways. Well, that's one thing that I love about unplugged too, is that set list is so good. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it, it's so eclectic and they could have, because it's MTV, they could have just did all the hits, but they didn't, you know, they, yeah. they really went deep, you know, and they picked songs that really worked well in an unplugged environment. And they did that in the Sioux Falls show. And it's still to this day, one of my top five favorite kiss shows of all time, because it was the only kiss show I can remember since I was a kid that I had no idea what was coming next. None. And all of a sudden they break into a song off a of Gene Simmons solo record. And it literally took me like 30 seconds to go, holy shit, it's see you tonight. Yeah. You know, and that was exhilarating. But again, going back to the premise of the morons, you know, they're in the middle of um, every time I look at you and they're yelling deuce. And so they stopped playing that song and started playing deuce. I'm like, shoot me now. And you you, know? this was at one of the conventions? No, this was, they played at the Badlands in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Chuck Brennan's place. Uh -huh. It was the acoustic show in probably okay. 2015. Okay. It was unbelievable. Two hours, it was like, boom, boom, boom. All this stuff that I hadn't heard in years. Well, Tommy, years. but Tommy, this is the thing though, too, is like, you're always going to have those people that aren't hardcore, that aren't as well versed in the entire catalog yeah, as we are so it gets very easy to look down on somebody for that when you have to realize that it's, maybe it's, they just do know the radio and the video shit and that's okay but don't undermine everything else that's going on in the performance and right. be so fucking loud and obnoxious that you get a band to actually stop playing a song because there was a lot of other people who were like what the fuck that's my issue is, is that they those guys are the drunkest and the loudest mm -hmm. So, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well, let me ask you guys this. Um, had the reunion not happened at that time and had revenge or not revenge, but Carnival of Souls came out. Um, I saw a tweet. Somebody said, uh, how good do you think the revenge or the Carnival of Souls tour would have been? And I replied, like, would have been a great club tour. It, it would have bombed. It would have been a club uh, tour. It literally would have been a club it, tour. It, but, 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 you know, here, here, we can now we're just playing a, a, a good what if game, which are always all right, all but that's what the show is always yeah, about. No, ex exactly. So, if if there was no reunion and Carnival Souls came out, I bet it would have gone the way of the elder. Maybe not quite as a dud as the elder was when the elder was received and what was released. And again, people, I'm talking about back when the elder was released we now look back fondly at it but if you weren't there like we were when that came out right it, it, 
it it was silence. Nobody yeah. gave a crap about mm-hmm. Kiss. It was the death nail to the band yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, that's what Carnival Carnival Souls could have approached that. I don't think it would have been quite as bad, but it would not have been received well by the true grunge fans because they'd just be like, "It's fucking Kiss." Please, I don't even need to listen to it. And the KISS fans would be a lot of them scratching their head going, wait a second, this isn't a KISS record per se. This doesn't, especially following Revenge. Right. Revenge was, and I know some people think it's overrated. Revenge was a almost perfect KISS record. It yeah. had everything that I've always loved about KISS. It yeah. was hard. It was heavy. It had great hooks. It had, had great melodies. It had everything that was great that I've loved over the previous years was in Revenge. And then they threw that all out and did Carnival of Souls, which, again, it's hard to not say it was just a pure attempt at jumping on the bandwagon of what was popular because that's all they could do. If mm-hmm. it came out, it wouldn't have been received very well in the long run. And a tour may not have even happened because it wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been able to tour arenas. No, God, no. no because, because we, again, let's go back. The revenge tour was bombing. Yes. They were playing to half filled arenas. And I'm talking after having the top section of the arena curtained off, the lower section was only half filled. Revenge should have been the record that they released after Animalize. Or actually maybe after Asylum. I you know, I I I think it would have been great if it was released earlier, but I think part of the reason we got a, re- a revenge album that was so good was because of all the stuff they did through the eighties that they finally mm-hmm. had to realize, shit, let's oh, yeah. get our act together here. I agree with that. You know, I'm that, just saying from, it got Gene from... back in the band. It got him focused again. That, so it took a constant slide down through the eighties mm-hmm. to finally go, Oh shit, let's get it back up again. You know, it's sort of like we, we we mentioned this in one episode a long time ago. Creatures and Revenge are very similar albums for where they were in the band's yeah. career. Yeah. They were pivotal albums that reestablished the band sound-wise, especially. But they were in periods where the band was basically close to failing. Mm-hmm. See, and, and I'm looking at it like, okay, Motley Crue comes out with Girls, Girls, Girls in 1987. They're in leather and denim. They have the look. They have everything sorted out. And I wonder if Kiss could have done Revenge at that period, if it would have played better for those hard rock people. And it was early enough in that timeline before everything went to grunge that the record probably would have been much more pivotal for them or it would have maybe catapulted them a little bit farther. But let's face it, when you're into Judas Priest and you're into Van Halen and Motley Crue and all these other heavy bands, and then you see Kiss doing uh all night, you're just thinking, this is like... But, but you know, what, what you're adding to this what-if scenario, Tommy, is what if Gene never went Hollywood? 
That's what we oh, would have totally. to. What that's what we'd have to add is back. Mm -hmm. Animalize era. What if Gene never did movies and he stayed completely focused in the band? Then there's a better chance that yes, revenge could have happened much sooner. But it's because he disappeared. The 80s became, and we talked about this with Ron Albanese, essentially the Paul Stanley era. Right. So you get what Paul Stanley likes, not necessarily what Kiss likes. Right. Well, and I like the songs. Again, I'm going to say it again. It was partially production, but it wasn't what a lot of fans that would have supported them heavier or harder wanted out of a band like that. Whereas with the Revenge, you have Gene Simmons, at least from my perspective, looking like he fit in again. Mm -hmm. He feel. He, I'm telling you, I saw. I've seen every tour since what Rock and Roll Over, and he just did not fit in 83 i'm telling you i saw the creatures tour then like a year later they're here for lick it up and i'm just like going who are these people paul stanley was fine eric paul Conner, fine. Stanley, yeah, yeah everybody else looked fine gene was completely lost completely lost. Lost. He, didn't, he didn't know what to do how to act what to wear how to walk how to do anything because his whole life had been about jumping around like a demon character and trying mm -hmm. to scare people. And you can't do that anymore when you got no makeup on. Right. And I, right. I think I know why Mark's not here is because we have a playoff hockey game in second overtime right now. I think he's, he's, he's fucking with you. He's, he's eating a fucking meatloaf and watching hockey. Oh no, right no, now. no. Trust, trust <laughs> me. Mark, Mark, Mark was pissed. Oh, okay. He was right. pissed at Texas. Well, I still got to bust his balls a little bit. I oh, mean, yeah. come on. All right, so let's take out of the sandbox and went home. Let's uh, let, let's take the what if uh, one step further. Say the uh, the say Carnival of Souls they didn't go down that grunge road. Say because you know ninety five. Look, you had a lot of heavy bands that were fucking making some noise, and I'm not saying Kiss would have went as heavy as Pantera, but what if they had kicked it up a notch and just just. Just, just push it a little bit more towards the unholy type sound. I, I think this is something I've always, I've said a few times. I think going back to the Revenge Tour, first of all, I think the album, again, great album, and it was received well by everybody. I mean, I, I remember um, back when it came out, I was working for Red Light Records in Chicago, and one of the bands we had just signed was Crowbar mm -hmm. with Kirk Winstein. Mm -hmm. Huge Kiss fan. Huge Kiss fan. And I remember I was talking to him on the phone. I'm like, Kirk, I got, I got an advanced tape of the new Kiss album. He's like, how is it? You know, sort of like, oh, okay. I go, this is fucking incredible. It's, it's, it's everything we want. So it was being well-received. But when the tour came, I think the biggest thing that really hurt them, and this is nothing against the bands they had, but the opening bands they put on tour with them on the Revenge Tour completely yep. destroyed that tour. To have, who, who did I see? I saw Great White and Trickster. Yep, same here. And again, we're talking, what, 92. Grunge is there. And... Listen, we just had PJ Farley on last week, and I love Trickster, and I got nothing against it. 
but the timing was wrong. Yeah. In mm -hmm. 92 to come out and say, hey, I'm going to see Trickster, you get your ass laughed at. Mm. So I guess, you know what, I, I remember that, that, that's who we saw in St. Paul that night. I think it was a night of a, there was a huge blizzard that night too, yeah. if I remember correctly. Um, and I was so checked out on those two bands. And I've told PJ this, it's like, it's like, it just, I was just such in kiss mode that I didn't want to see tricks for a fucking great white. It had nothing to do with the times. I mean, any other fucking tour, if I would have been going to see poison, it was great white poison. And that was awful. Especially because like two nights before they had fucking Allison Chains at St. Yeah. Louis. Well, you know what, what I would have loved to have seen, because again, I was, I was really starting to get into Pantera at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Huge Kiss fans, Pantera. Huge. Yep. I mean, as big as they come. Why couldn't have kissed on the Revenge Tour with Pantera opening? Now, that would have been a Perfect. bill. That oh, would have yeah. worked great. That wouldn't yep. have then, then been them going grunge, but going the other avenue because Pantera was leading the charge for all these new really heavy bands. Yep. They weren't grunge, but they were heavy. I mean, go yep. back and listen listen to walk i mean jesus christ right. I mean, it's just it's great and as a kiss fan i loved it as a melodic rock fan i loved it mm -hmm. put pantera right. out instead of trickster and great white my god maybe you would have put two thousand more people into that arena mm -hmm. right right well yeah. and you think about it too it's like uh, pantera wasn't touring with predominantly super heavy bands either you know, because they were doing the, the Skid Row Slave to the Grind tour. They were opening for that. Yep. Just a couple years ahead of that. Yep. Um, shit, my buddy saw them. Uh, this Sloan Lorsong, who I used to work with at uh, Guitar Center. He was part of a this band called, I think, D4 or something like that. Um, he said he saw them open up for Helmet at 7th Street Entry. And that was before anybody knew who they were. Right. And he goes, God, you could you." I remember watching them and going, you could just tell that these guys were going to be fucking huge. Interesting. Do you imagine seeing that in seventh street entry? No. For all you people who don't know seventh street entry, it's an extension of uh, first Avenue, the iconic club in Minneapolis. And it's probably about the size of my bedroom. <laughs> it's yeah. small. It is small. Mm -hmm. you, yeah, you'd really out. think it was a dressing room. Yeah. 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 yeah really. The great thing about First Avenue is over time, they've always been good about picking up new bands. So yeah. if you wanted to see really what was up, and still to this day, if you want to see what's up and coming, go to the 7th Street Entry. That's where a lot of that stuff is, you know? Well, not right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, not right now, but overall. But but back to your to your point, Izzy, I think if Kiss would have put together a little bit better package for the revenge tour a heavier package and then not done a grunge album but took rev a revenge album and then took it a little bit further in the metal direction as yep. opposed to the grunge direction i think that could have worked i agree yeah because let's be honest creatures of the night was so not typical kiss if you right. really think about it, that was a heavy album for Kiss to do. Compared to everything they'd done prior to that, that was really heavy. So even if they would have taken 
Revenge and a little bit of Creatures, and that was the follow-up album to Revenge, that that would have been much better received than Carnival ever was received. Yeah. All right, back to the what if. Say that did happen, and and say they were able to ride it up a little bit. How long before the reunion would have happened? It might have still happened pretty quickly. 98, 2000, depending. Because, you know, we had, we had Danny Goldberg on um, God, a, long time ago. a long time ago, years ago. And, you know, Danny's big time record industry executive. I mean, he was the president of Mercury Records mm-hmm. and Polygram at one point, I believe. And he, he basically told us, he told Kiss to take their makeup off for Lick It Up. And he told them to put the makeup back on for the reunion. And, and Danny's sort of been involved in Kiss's career for a long time because even in the in 70s, I think he was doing like PR or something like that for them. So, yeah, he's been around them a lot and unofficially was even managing them around the Lick It Up era. So, you know, would the reunion have happened? Yes, because I think inevitably there would have been way too much money finally put on the table mm-hmm. that, and I'm not talking just Gene, any artist would have said, fuck yes, I'm doing a reunion. Even if I hate the guys I'm doing a reunion with, there are so many freaking zeros on the end of that check. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Right. Um, I think, I think the reunion would have probably played off exactly as it played off wouldn't have been any different if there was a better album post revenge i think we as fans would have just felt a little better because we don't have this it's just me speaking this dud album right there between revenge and the reunion where it's like what is this right yeah Yeah, i remember when when it actually was released and it was like this is what (laughs) we were waiting for yeah even though, I mean, look, even, even though I think it was Jungle that charted, didn't Jungle hit the top With, 10? Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't do too bad, but let's keep in mind back then, it was no longer just the top 10 of all rock. It yeah. was now, Billboard by that time had started to segment, oh, you were top 10 in the album rock active blah, blah, blah charts, oh, which, okay. which okay. is starting to narrow down who you're going up against. Um, but right. it did surprisingly well, you know, some of the radio really got into it at the time, but I don't think that would have been enough to warrant a Carnival of Souls tour to happen successfully. Right. Well, and I think they had to release it because it was out on bootleg. Yeah. It yeah. got bootlegged so much. Oh yeah. Oh, it was everywhere. And apparently it came from very close to the band. Yeah. I have no idea who, who leaked it, but oh, I'll uh, tell you off the air. Yeah. Yeah, and so they, they were kind of stuck in a position where they had to do something, I think, with it. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. 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 So what do you guys got coming up? Coming up for what? On the show. I'm not saying we need to end it. I'm just asking what you guys got coming up for the show. Well, um, that's a great segue. I'm going to mention that on the 3rd of September, which is a Thursday night, I think, 
Uh, Kyle is doing a t-shirt auction on Kiss Live Auctions on Facebook. You're going to want to tune into this because it's going to be our version of a, drunk, a drunken summit. Nice. And we're going over to Michael Baldwin's house. He's got a great basement with a bunch of Kiss stuff, a really cool area. We're going to be drinking and we're going to be, uh, he's going to be selling t-shirts and I'm going to help host it. And it's going to be one of those round robin, robin quick things where you hold the t-shirt up and the first one who says, who types in Kiss gets the shirt for 25 bucks. So there's oh, not nice. going to be any bidding on those. It's like, if you want it, boom, the first one who, who asks gets it. Um, he got some really cool stuff. He's got a huge lot of a collection that he's selling off. And so that is on the 3rd of September. So make sure you guys check us out. Other than that, I don't know who's coming up for the shows here this month. You know, Tommy, um, ironically, I might actually be in Minnesota on the 3rd. Well, then you should come down for this. I, cause I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I think it might, my seven year anniversary in Los Angeles is September 1st and uh, I need a, I need a road trip. I need a vacation. I'm just, it's just, uh, I have to get out of this fucking house. So I'm thinking, fuck it. I'll drive home. Um, so, uh, yeah, I might be there in time for that. We'll see. Okay. Well, if you want to come over, please do. And you can just crash at my place. Cause I don't live. Far oh, I appreciate from that. I think yeah, I don't live far from there. So that's not a problem. Are we? Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Look at Izzy's face. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. What did what, you open your mouth for, Izzy? Nah. I want you to put something in it. <laughs> I can hear you guys now. Hey, Ralph, you Dr. Falk, welcome, man. Hey, I, I just got home and uh, Michael sent a little message saying, hey, want to join us? Izzy's here. And I was like, Izzy's there? If Izzy wasn't there, I wouldn't join you. We, 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 we are literally, just to catch Ralph up, we are literally at the bottom of the barrel for this week's show because That's Mark had so many technical Mark had so many technical problems to get onto the show that we just said, don't do it, Mark. Izzy's available. And then when you said you were available, I'm like, all right, let's just fucking get everybody in here because, you know, we fired you. Izzy is, you know, our last go-to. But, but I got to warn you, I got to warn you, Ralph, this week it is Izzy's show. Izzy's in charge of the episode this week. He's picking the topics and the discussion. See, you, you, you told me you texted him. You didn't tell me you sent them the link. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Izzy. You hate me that much, bro. Ah, I just like to fuck with you. I guess so. Busting balls, brother. <laughs> but I think my picture Thank shows you, where brother. this fucking show is going now. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you haven't done that on our show before, Izzy. God, this is true. <laughs> this is absolutely true. Absolutely. What's going on in Dr. Fuck World? I just got home from my parents' house. I'm 55 years old and she cook, still cooks dinner for me. Yeah. Well, Hell yeah. Well, so you, so you basically, you walk downstairs, you walk back down to your basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a, only a 30 minute walk. And I just got home a sweaty mess and I didn't even take a shower yet, but Hey, I heard Izzy was here. So why should I bathe for Izzy? <laughs> Izzy, what's the topic, bro? Let's go. I'm ready to fucking talk topics. All right, let, let, um, Izzy, let's, let's go with the last topic you just threw out about, about revenge? revenge. 
Yeah. And okay, let, so let, we were talking Ralph. about what would have happened instead of um, they did a record like Carnival Souls if they would have kicked it up a notch and went more down the uh, down the unholy type because of the success of bands like Pantera at the time. I'm not talking going full blown thrash, obviously, but you know, just kicking it up even another notch on top of what they did with Revenge. Uh, can I can I go first? I got a theory. Oh yeah, no, go go for oh, it. Oh yeah, we've all talked already. You're way behind the curve as okay, usual. Okay, um, I think as far as whatever Kiss releases, they're gonna have their fan base go and get it. But I think they did too much damage with Crazy Nights and Hot in the Shade, where I don't think whatever they would have done would have like you know made them bigger than they actually were. I think. They were fixed on their, you know, fan base. Like, look at Revenge. Revenge is like, I mean, even though I'm not a big fan of Revenge, but I will admit that it's musically better. I don't really think the songs are there, but I think Bruce played great on it. It was just an improvement on the last two albums, but it didn't do well, you know? So right. I think... Yeah, but but, but a, lot, a, lot, it, a lot of that, Ralph, was because of the music climate at the time. I mean, you got to remember, it's 92, and grunge has basically destroyed anything, anything that is remotely commercial. And Kiss, by just their name, is is perceived as not cool anymore. So Revenge that's, coming that's, in '92 was going to fail, just be, just like any other band from the '70s and '80s if they released something you were going to fail because you were not cool anymore. The cool stuff was Nirvana and Alice in Chains. And, and the upcoming well, stuff like Pantera. Yeah, like and Pantera, even Def Leppard had Slang and some other records like that when no one was paying attention. So, so I guess, I guess, the, crew, you, you know, the, 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 the what if here is what if we took revenge and made it more metal? not going where they went grunge with carnival souls what if they they took the influence of of back then up and coming bands like pantera and said we're going more metal as opposed to going more grunge would that have been received better it, to the metal community but not overall the mainstream no i don't think anything kiss could have done they could have wrote Nevermind, you know. Uh, if Nirvana never came out and they released an album with those Nevermind songs, it's the the climate was very. They weren't. They were unforgiving of any band. Right. Doesn't matter who you were. Yeah, there were exceptions. Ozzy did well. Aerosmith did well for a little while, but it was a change of the guard. So even if Kiss would have released, you know, Nevermind or or you know like a Poison or anybody would have released an album for the times that. If any other band would have done it, the grunge community would have latched onto it. It's the name. Well, and, and Car Carnival Souls is an, a perfect example of what you just explained. I mean, there's an album that if you put that under some other band's name, it probably would have been received pretty well. The fact that Carnival Souls had the KISS logo on it immediately was discredited. Yeah, and also, you know, the band pretty much abandoned it. But let's say there was no reunion tour and they would have full-blown promoted it. I don't think it would have done any much better than... Izzy, center yourself, man. Center oh. yourself, Izzy. 
I'm usually the one with that problem. But why? <laughs> what the hell is this with the background now? I can't see that. <laughs> oh, God. That's a monster is... rock crew for you. <sighs> hey, did, did you know, I, I didn't tell you the, the story of me meeting Izzy at the Miami uh, Monsters of Rock <coughs> thing? Yeah, oh, share it. You, 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 on... you, you guys have a little love going on. Well, kind of. I mean, I, I thought Izzy loved me more than I, I, I obviously he doesn't. Um, he was up on stage and I showed up and he saw me and he gave me a couple little jabs that got no laughs, but you know, that's to be expected. But man, yeah, the guy, the guy did not bolts. even come down and say hi to me, man. I was expecting you to at least come down and take a picture with me, man. I was waiting for you all the way up for, for nothing. I, I, I was out, I was out and about. I didn't see you. I, I didn't. Well, I was also busy spot. too. And I was drunk. <laughs> I wanted to meet Izzy, man. I wanted to take a picture with him. I wanted oh, both gosh. of us to do this to each other. It would have been cool. Oh, that would have been great. Just give the Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we hate each other type of thing, you know? <laughs> anyway, so uh, you got another topic? Yeah, next, Izzy, you're up. This is your How show, baby. How long has it been on? What? I don't know. I've How long has you guys been on? Uh, for about maybe not quite an hour not quite an hour yeah um so we'll see how easy runs the last well, gonna, bit i want to throw one more thing in talking about that auction on the third oh please of september we're going to have other stuff too not just t-shirts but we have stuff like this uh elder promo poster so guys oh, wow. make sure that you tune in on um september 6th at 6 p.m central time on the kiss live auctions on facebook ralph to get you up to speed my buddy kyle is uh doing a t-shirt uh, auction where he's just going to be like the first person who types in kiss gets the shirt for 25 bucks but at the end we we're saving some special cool old 70s memorabilia for people to bid on so there you go that elder poster is sweet so that's like an original yeah so yep. i just want to make sure that everyone knows and kyle's excited and i'm like well we're going to hang out and izzy might actually even be in town so then it'll be me and izzy and kyle and michael baldwin and marty Right on, man. From Heavy Metal Grill. Hey, is, is, Izzy, before we get back into a KISS topic, I just read one of your posts, your um, your personal little sex toy put you into the friend zone. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a joke. I thought it was hilarious. But it I do really not didn't. have a flashlight. I, just, I was just making a joke because I always say, like, my, my hands friend zoned me. Well, I said but, I was going to buy a flash. I was going to buy a flashlight, but it friend zoned me. Okay, you know what? I this is what I want to do. Okay, so is we're getting Seven Elevens again? Yes. Okay, the speedways are going away. We're getting Seven Elevens. So when Izzy, when you're in town, yes. we're going to do a taste off of the Seven Eleven pasta. Well, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. See, here's the problem: is it's not available anymore. It was only a Southern California thing, and uh, they just stopped getting it. And nobody liked it, so they stopped selling it. Well, because no, I thought we could do it. It's it, it sold. It's sold a lot. All right, so, well, Tommy, take, take them to Olive Garden then. No, we're going to go to Quick Trip, and we're going to have mashed potatoes and gravy. That's what we're going to do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when you get it, you have to go out in front and eat it, like, around a, one of the garbage cans in front. <laughs> the two of us will do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, sure. I'll have I'll have some um, I'll have some uh, beer for you too. We'll, nice. get, we'll get you some golden. 
Oh, yeah, some Mick Golden Light. Oh, oh, oh. See, that's what we'll bring over to Baldwin's. We'll bring over mashed potatoes and gravy from Quick Trip. <laughs> hey, it's got to be better than the fucking mashed potatoes and gravy out here. No, it is Mick Golden Light. We're set. Put a little garlic in those mashed potatoes. Fuck that. Fuck you and your garlic mash. <laughs> Oh, okay, next topic. So, so yeah, next topic is I did a little Google search on August 11th for Kiss, and today is in 1999, Kiss got their star on the Hollywood Walk yes. of Fame. And yesterday was the movie premiere for Detroit Rock City, the day before they premiered it. Really? Yes. I was, I was oh, at nice. both. I went to both of them because that was back when I was working with the band. Right, right. So, um, well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, okay, so before we get to the Walk of Fame, let's let's talk about the premiere of uh, Detroit Rock City. What what do you remember? Um, did you walk the red carpet? Did you were you behind all the way behind the scenes for the whole thing? What I had a. It? Um, it was a big deal. It was a you know it was a full blown Hollywood premiere type of thing. They had the red carpet out. They had all sorts of press on there. Celebrities walking in. I mean, besides Kiss, Bruce walked in, Eric walked in, Rick Nielsen was there, Robin Zander was there. You know, there's just a plethora of, of musicians that were walking in. Um, I had a spot on the red carpet to interview. So uh, okay. it, to me, that was, that was really cool because, you know, I got there early and the way it is, they've got um, pieces of paper taped to the red carpet, like every six feet. They weren't social distancing; they were just spreading out the press. And you would Are you find standing next to John Tesh from um, from Entertainment Tonight. No, I think I was standing next to a couple local LA TV stations. But mm -hmm. basically, that's what it was. You'd go find your name, and there, okay, there's Kiss Online. Uh, that's my spot. I'm standing there. I got the video camera. I've got a microphone. Now, for the most part, I was only interested in talking to the band. Right. Because it's a Kiss website, so we want to talk to Kiss. And, you know, they, yeah, they, they stopped for me. I mean, obviously, they stopped for everybody. They stopped and gave me a couple minutes where they mugged for the camera and I think answered a few questions but for me it was just so cool to be part of a movie premiere and on the red carpet as people were coming and going now after that was done it was a mad scramble to get back into the theater because the movie was already getting started there was very limited seating you're not talking like a huge huge movie theater this the decent size but small size movie theater that you know there was everybody in their son wanted to be at the movie because that was the thing to do obviously it's hollywood you you, right. you live there i mean you want to be seen you got to be seen at these big events where the press is where the paparazzi is um but a lot of people from what i understood were in the movie sat down and as soon as the lights dimmed a lot of people got up and left not really? because not because the movie was bad because they didn't want to sit through a whole movie they had other parties and other things to go to you know they went there to be filmed by et and john tesh and get an interview done and 
got their picture taken, and then when it's all all the press is gone, they're out. Interesting. Yeah, it's like when you when they show celebrities at a really high-ranking baseball game or playoff football game because they have a new um, show coming out. Yeah. It's like, you know, okay, it's we not, got you in the stands now. You can leave. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. We did our we did our 30-second promo clip for the new movie that you're on. Now they're out. Uh, let me ask you this, Mike. Um, you, you said, obviously, a lot of celebrities being there for the movie. Why were you only interested in talking to the band? Well, again, because it, it's Kiss Online. I mean... Right, okay, but the, 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 wouldn't they uh, want celebrities talking about Kiss? Uh, Kiss didn't necessarily give a... At that point in time, Kiss didn't care one one bit about the website. They had, they gave me full run, but they had no interest in being involved in what to do, what not to do. Let's see this. Let's change that. They were, gotcha. it, it wasn't until about the farewell tour. And part of that is because that's when the internet really kind of became the thing. You know, you're talking 98, 99. That was still very, very early for internet and people were gene was just like yeah this is just a license deal that somebody's doing for our website that's great um completely different now so i my attitude was look i understood the kiss fans and getting back to what tommy was talking about earlier about you know they'd rattle off these kiss songs that they'd want played i knew the kiss fans for the most part only gave a crap about the band members in KISS. They didn't care about other bands. They just didn't. They they wanted, what's Gene doing? What's Paul got to say? Get that cute picture of Ace, you know? E- e- even though it's like, yeah, I know Ace isn't going to give you any good interview, but the fans don't care. They got to see that picture of Ace walking. That's it. They, gotcha. they, they couldn't care. I thought it was cool that Robin Zander was there, that Rick Nielsen was there, but if my talking to them meant missing the opportunity to talk to kiss that wasn't worth it gotcha gotcha Hmm. that makes sense and then after the premiere they did a um like a short i think it was like four songs god i can't even remember live performance in the parking lot next door Mm mm-hmm so the whole crowd who was ever there went into this giant parking lot and Kiss put on a, cause I remember behind, and you can find this footage on YouTube, just Google like, um, where was uh, it at? It was, already? it was, um, I want to say the parking lot in the garage was a UCLA parking lot and garage. It was, what was the theater? The Fox? In so it, was it downtown then? Not downtown. I don't think it was downtown proper. I got, I'd have to look. Okay. Honestly, I mean, back then I didn't know LA enough. I had the address. Here is where you got to be. And that's where I was. I mean, go ahead and Google it. Where was, where, you know, Google Detroit Rock City movie premiere. You'll find out the theater. And if you YouTube it, there's some very cool video footage of the performance. You'll see them on stage in like a five or six story parking garage is right behind them. Um, so, you know, in typical Kiss fashion, they did a movie premiere bigger than a movie premiere. They, it wasn't just walking the red carpet. It was then, okay, right. now we're going to go out and do a live show. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. And then uh, what, what do you remember about the, um, uh, uh, the uh, Walk of Fame? The, the star? That yeah. was, you know, so that made it even cooler because it was like a one-two punch. Right. Movie premiere, one day. Next day, they're getting their star. I had full access to that. So, you know, it was... It's it, just way down at the end of Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, way down at the end. Yep. Um, you know, and I don't know if people have gone to these events before, but, you know, it's, it's a sidewalk. It's literally a sidewalk. They kind of rope off a small area. It's not a lot of space because they are not taking over, like, blocks to do this right they kind of got to get in and get out because there's active businesses there that you know don't want to be shut down for business traffic but anyone can attend right any fan could attend you know so basically like one lane out in the on on hollywood boulevard they had roped off so fans could go in there it wasn't like and I could be wrong, but it wasn't like there was a thousand people attending. It might've been a few hundred people because you kind of had to pack yourself in. Um, I got to be on the other side of the rope, basically right in front of them on their little mini stage. It's a very small stage that they're on. And you know, the, the, what is it? The unofficial mayor of Hollywood. Is that what that guy is who gives out the stars or presents yeah, them? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't pay that close attention. Um, introduces the band. They all get down and they kneel and then they pull the star off the cover and boom, that's the extent of the event. That was literally it, people. I mean, it was a lot of pictures, a lot of yep, It's a photo op. It's a photo op opportunity. And and what, one thing I learned that I'm, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize is um, basically anybody who is somewhat of a celebrity can get a star. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for it. You have to commit to being able to pay, I think it was like $25,000 to get that star. Yep, sounds and then about right. pay to have it, have upkeep of that star every year you know, clean it, make sure it doesn't break, blah, blah, blah. So it's not like the city is literally awarding you anything and is going to do it. The city's making money off of this. But someone must have gotten it for free when they started out, like Lucille Ball or those people. Well, I I would bet, I don't know for sure about Lucille Ball or going that far back, but the way it was with Kiss, New Line Cinema paid for it. New that Line Cinema, makes complete New Line sense. Cinema releases Detroit Rock City. They pay it's 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 literally five figures in a multi-million dollar marketing budget to get the yeah. band a star. So now we've got more press opportunity the next day to talk about this. Why are Kiss in town? Kiss are in town. They've just premiered their new movie, Detroit Rock City. It opens tomorrow night. Blah blah blah. They just got their star on Hollywood Boulevard. So New Line Cinema paid for it. That makes sense. Do you remember when... Tommy, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that completely makes sense as to why they would do it the way they do it. It's much more of a photo op and a press type of push for something that's being released than anything else. I just was curious about how it started because I would think that the old school people like Marilyn Monroe and some of the, but then again, maybe the estate. But but even there, even back then, maybe their movie studios paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. Or them, you know, I was, look, if you, if you walk in, if you walk in front of the, uh, the Grammans, uh, the Chinese theater, 
all the, you know, all the footprints, I mean, you would think that that had to been paid for as well. I'm sure everything well, and I, was. And, yep. and it's been a while since I've been walking on Hilly, Hollywood Boulevard, but Izzy, tell me this. To your recollection. It, it, Izzy walks Hollywood Boulevard every night now because he's just hard up oh, for work. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah, it, Izzy, walking around bums and needles and shit. Right. The last time you were down there is, um, was, were all of the spaces taken up by stars in front of Grauman's? I believe so. I okay. think I think that's basically the case. I mean, that's kind of why Kiss was way down at where they were, because there's not a lot of spaces left in prime location. You would be surprised how far that goes. Yeah. Now, Tommy, I know you remember, you know, we, we walked down to the Capitol Records building, which is probably a fucking mile away from where the Kiss one is, and it keeps going for, like, a few blocks after that. Yeah. It's like, if you guys remember the movie uh, Ford Fairlane, Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Yeah. Uh, you remember the Art Mooney star, which they made to look like it was right outside the Capitol Records building when they came down from the top. The Art Mooney star is like fucking three blocks farther down. And that's like towards the end of where it is. So it stretches, um, Branville, you might know the, the street names or not, but it literally stretches from almost fucking Gower all the way down to where Hollywood Boulevard curves around into La Brea. Yeah. It's it's a long ways. Now isn't isn't the Kiss Star pretty much at one end? Yes. Yes, at the very it's it's, it's at the La Brea end where it curves. Yep. yep. Like right because there's this little like island um with the where where you merge into Hollywood Boulevard from La Brea. Yep. And that's where the the, the statue, the Oscar statue is, and I think that's where the Elvis and the Beatles star is um it's like a little building like a two-story building white building that's on the south is it the south side of the street yeah that's um that's actually i think that's live nation okay and yeah. you know a lot, a lot of people are like well how come so-and-so doesn't have a star it literally is because nobody wants to nobody wants to pay for it is what it right. comes down to. Because most of these stars are not going to pay this money out of their own right. pocket to do it. I mean, I'm sure there's a, some of them that probably did. Maybe we should start a GoFundMe to get a star for Izzy. Dude, how awesome would that be? No, I want a three sides of the coin star on Hollywood. <laughs> no, but people actually know who I am. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> thanks to me. You're probably right about that. Thanks, thanks to Ralph, yeah. Yeah. You're probably right about that, Is. Yeah, but, see, yeah, we, we do it. We do a GoFundMe to get me a star on the on the fucking Walk of Fame. I love but, it. But here's the thing, though: we can do a GoFundMe to get you the twenty five k. But then, how much is the upkeep every year? I don't know. I'll figure that well, out. I'll, yeah, I'll, that's I'll be that's, out that's, that's, that's Izzy's job. Izzy's I'll, job. I'll be out there fucking washing the piss off of it myself. Exactly. Actually, you know what they do? Um, like almost every night, they the the city has they spray the fucking sidewalks down. Is there a really bad problem right there with the bums and shit? Oh, dude, it is. It is just getting worse and worse and worse. It is just uh, like a week ago. I went for a drive just to get out of the house, and uh, you know, I went. I went down Hollywood Boulevard. I went down Sunset. Drove past the Rainbow. Then I came back up, and like uh, at Gower in the 101, um, there's this median in between the north and south on Gower where it goes underneath the 101 and 
got six, seven months ago. It's like you had like three tents on one side, three tents on the other side. Now you have a fucking city down there. Like the median is completely full with tents, tents underneath. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's why insane. do you stay there? Why do I stay here? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of stuck right now. Well, yeah, I just, it, it just seems like, you know, what I'm, point will the Tommy? I'm, I'm giving. Uh, I, I turned 48 in October. I'm giving it till I'm 50. Okay. And if nothing happens with what I'm trying to do, yeah. Uh, because well, I mean, right now everything's on hold, anyways. And tweet at yeah. that Kevin Smith. Tell him to cast me in Twilight of the Mall Rats. That's what I do every day. Um, nice. So I mean, maybe that'll be my break. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But I, I give it till I'm 50, and then. Well, three sides of the coin clearly isn't your big break. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Well, so then, what do you do at 50? Then do you move back home? Fuck no. Where do you go? He moves down know. to Gower in 101 and puts a tent up. It's actually, you know, it's funny. Um, in my stand-up routine, I actually have a joke about that. I said, yeah, I was looking at a new place. You know, a great place, great location. You know, I got a, I got a great site. It's right, right by Hollywood. A great sight line to the Capitol Records building. It's a double-wide tent at the uh, at, at Argyle and Franklin for twelve fifty a month. Does it get laughs? Oh, it, oh yeah. How about so the where, Seriously though, where would you go if you didn't stay in Hollywood? You're fifty Vegas, years old. Or, Vegas or Tampa? Uh, why Tampa? I've always well, loved I mean, Tampa. Ralph. Do you want to be by, by no. You want to be by Chikini? Oh yeah, because so me and Mark can hit the buffets. That's right. Oh, you know, if if, if Izzy, if you, Mark, oh, and Ralph man. end up in Florida, talk about a party that's going to happen. Ralph lives. See, I lived in Fort Lauderdale for like three months in like 2010, and I didn't like it. Well, I like Tampa. I, I like the, I like the Gulf Coast because the beaches are like fucking yeah. powder. I went to the a couple porn. I went to a couple porn conventions in Fort Lauderdale years ago. And. Big time fun. It was uh, it was at a Marriott in Fort Lauderdale, right on the ocean. Okay. Um, and they took over the entire Marriott. Yeah. So, I remember like wet T-shirt contests all over the place. I mean, it was, well, it was a porn convention. Well, where, Ralph, where are you? Are you in Miami? I'm in Miami Beach. Okay, all right. Um, I'm in Dade County. Fort Lauderdale is uh, Broward County. And the the yeah. thing I hate the most about Fort Lauderdale is the traffic. I mean, the people there just don't know how to drive. It's not no better down here, but up there, it's like insanely crazy. And, but I've uh, heard that about a lot of different areas of Florida. So yeah. let me ask you this. What's the one area of Florida you would never live in? Hialeah, where I was raised. Uh, I, I moved to this place. Uh, my parents, we used to live up there in uh, North uh uh, New York State in a place called Terrytown where Sleepy Hollow's in. And uh, we moved to New York. Terrytown? Yeah, yeah, upstate New York. I know. I've been in, I've been to Terrytown. I saw Ace Fraley play there. It was wonderful. What wow, a cute little town. That's where I was born. I was Yeah, born that's amazing. That place is amazing, dude. Oh, I love Terrytown. It's so Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It was a great I spent the first eight years of my life there. Then we moved to this place called Hialeah, which was the greatest place to grow up in. And I'm Cuban. Um, um, my parents are Cuban. Then in 1980, the, the Mariel Boatlift came. And what that was, was Castro emptied all his jails. So he brought all the bad Cubans here. It's and he totally destroyed. 
they destroyed my little town of Hialeah that I would never, ever live there. And the funny thing is that the house that we lived in in Hialeah, I own it. It's under my name, but I, I've been renting it to the same family since 1984. And so is the is Fort Lauderdale the Redneck Revit area? Is, is no, it? actually, Redneck area is more uh, up north in Central Florida, Ocala, yeah. and places like that, okay. where. But there is more of an American, you know, uh, people in Fort Lauderdale. Down here, it's uh, where I live on the beach. It's mostly Jewish people and and Hispanic, but it's very nice where I live. I live in Miami Beach on the west side. On the east side is where, where you hear all the crazies and not no more because everything's shut down. But, you know, Urban Weekend where everybody would get shot. That's like six blocks from my house. Where I live, it's like night and day. It's a very calm neighborhood, beautiful, nice, uh, very nice buildings. You know, I live on West Avenue, which is the complete opposite of what's happening six blocks away. But it's so, not like ghetto or nothing like that. It's just the nightlife brings a lot of bad people, you know. How's Clearwater? Clearwater is north from me, so I, I'm not too familiar. Yeah, the Clearwater's up by Tampa. Yeah. Right, but that's where Mark has a place, and he goes yeah. down there. It's, and dude, basically, it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful up there. Okay, he, he just great. wrecks the whole fucking seafood industry. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he goes down there. I just, I just go there for shows. Okay. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Ebor City, something Ebor like City, yeah, in Tampa. I go there for shows, and I, I love it. I played Tampa, too. Tampa's a great scene, too. A great okay. music scene going up on there. Because we're, we're thinking about moving down there. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's nice. I, but, you know, I have heard there is, a, like, a, a drug problem in Tampa, too. Because I have uh, – my ex-girlfriend moved there for a while, and she came back to – it was – like everybody there was taking too much drugs. Well, we're there. just thinking about going to Florida. I don't know where yet. Um, Fort Myers is nice. That's yep. a real nice. You yep. should look into Fort Myers. That's more of a calm neighborhood. Calm yeah, neighborhood. stay on the Gulf Coast. And yes. It, and it is yeah. you know, Tampa. It's like, I don't know, maybe a two-hour two drive from Tampa. But well, Fort Myers I can still see football. Huh? I can still see football. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's and, and concerts. Don't they? Don't most bands come to Tampa? Yes. Uh, well, no. Yeah, yeah. Tampa and Fort Myers. I mean, I saw a couple shows in Fort Myers as well. Really? I seen Metallica. I saw the Dio tribute. I saw uh, Sabotage. There. I've driven there for many shows actually. So yeah, there are. How far of a drive? How far of a drive is it from um, Tampa to Atlanta? Oh, that that would be it's fourteen out. hours. Yeah, it'd be a lot. It's about 14 hours. Okay, that's too long. Florida is... No, actually, no, 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 no. It's not 14 hours. I think it's about 10. Yeah. It's about 10 hours. Maybe maybe eight the most. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I was, I was thinking Memphis. You, oh, you think, yeah. Tom, Tom, Tommy, you thinking of getting getting with Lisa? Totally. Me too. <laughs> She's in your freezer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's in Ralph's freezer. Jesus. No, I was just, I, we're just looking into opportunities. Look, 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 look at uh, Sarasota. I've got, fam I've got, Sarasota. Fam I've got yep. family there and been there a number of times. Sarasota is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. So we're going down there in October for Marty's wedding, and I'm going to shoot some photos for him. So we're going to check it out. Nice. Anyways, but nice. back to Kiss. What other, do we have any other topics? Anything else? Um, I, I mean, what, what, um, what about the, the rock walk? Um, do you remember Brandvold when that was the uh, the Guitar Center Rock Walk? Oh, that was back around the Revenge era, wasn't it? Was it? 
Because I, I they did that. They yeah, they did that out of makeup. Really? I'm pretty wow. sure. I tried googling. I couldn't find a date. But do you think by the miracle of God, this whole quarantine and coronavirus goes away? You think that Kiss is gonna continue the the end of the road show, fulfilling every single show, or do you think they're gonna knock off because of this whole break? It's not gonna be as many shows. Um, I think they will try and continue, try to at least fulfill as many of the show obligations that they had. Yep. I'm going, um, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, if we get this, whatever it is for COVID, we are going to be in Europe and we are going to go to download. They're playing download with Black Veil Brides and I'd love to see them in Paris. Do you think they will end at the date they said they were going to end if everything goes back to normal? No, no, no. because that, that, that date is July of next year. Yeah, because they push everything back. So I, I, would, I would guess, if anything, it gets pushed back to 2022. Yeah. Or they push it back to 2023, and now they end on their 50th anniversary. Which would be do you so think they can? Do you think they can make it that long? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. You think they can be in their fucking 70s out there doing this? Yeah, because it's not, you have to remember is, it's not like it's every single week, nonstop for three years. They're, they're on a month, they're off several months. They're right. on a month, they're off. It's on and off, on and off, on and off. It's not like it's nonstop touring. So, and, yeah, and, I do. And, and, and let's be honest, I mean, the four guys are fit and for the most part healthy i mean first he has of all, the worst of it i think he has the heaviest costume he has the heaviest costume but but i mean they all take they've always taken it seriously as in getting in shape eating right you know they don't drink they don't get drunk they don't do drugs that you know so they've got all of that going for them it's just you know will their body hold out long enough I think right. they will. And that's, that's what I'm getting at. I, I think unless something happens between now and the restart of the tour, they will attempt to finish it out. Because it's not like this downtime, they've been working their bodies hard and rough. I mean, it's just like, like everybody else. They're basically sitting at home, taking it easy, doing some exercising. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think they could do it. I think they want to do it. I think they will try to do it. Yeah. I think all those places are going to get the final tour. You know, the hardest ones will be places like um, Australia. Well, I think that's going to – I think for sure they will reschedule Australia. They, they, they can't end KISS without playing Australia. So they will do that. They will get one more swing through Europe and they'll make good on the U.S. dates that were already announced. Will we get more dates? Will we get a Lost Cities tour? No, I don't think no. you'll get more. I think they will just fulfill the commitments that had previously been made and end it. Oh, speaking yeah. of Australia, I want to give a shout out to my my buddy uh, Laurie uh, Laurie Nickel. He's in Brisbane. Um, 
I, I always, it always comes out like a fucking Liverpool accent when I say it, it is in Brisbane. Um, huge listener, fan of my show. And uh, he sent me, he found the Peter Chris solo record, the Australian press, and he sent it to me. And he just found a Gene one with the poster in it too. And he's sending me. So thank you. Oh, Appreciate very cool. Very cool. Wow. I was listening to this earlier and it rules. Oh, I was from Cheat Trick. I highly recommend it. For sure. Great album. Yep. Oh, Steve, if we're going to pimp something. Hold on. Oh, shit. Ow. <laughs> Are you taking a dump, dude? <laughs> oh, no, that's, um, that's before I uh, do my show at six. So the band Moto Christ here, let me get rid of my background. That'd be nice. Um, no, you're, you're just making this show look like absolute crap. All right, that so the band Moto Christ, um, it's Danny and Chad from Faster Pussycat. They just put out their greatest hits record, and this is the uh, the sleeve for the vinyl. It's got uh, Danny from Faster, Slim Tender, the bass player, as Jesus on the cover. It's fucking nice. awesome. Um, it's the greatest hits. It's it's great. Check it out. It comes on gold vinyl. Freaking great. So awesome. who's the guitar player now in Faster Pussycat? Because uh, Sam Sam Bam. Okay, and so what happened to Ace Von Johnson? Ace is pretty much, I mean, he's still technically a member of Faster Pussycat. Um, he'll st he still will play gigs with them, but uh, it's pretty much Sam Bam's. Sam so Bam's he's with LA Guns now. Yeah, Ace is pretty much full-time with LA Guns, but he will still play with Faster. Absolutely. It's family, you know? Okay. Well, Ralph, what's he, up with you? Well, um... Really, it's been, I've been, uh, I'm one of those guys that stay home, man. And I, and every time I go outside, I wear a mask and every day is Groundhog Day. I can't tell you, you know, anything exciting. You know, my you uncle passed okay. away. That was terrible. You know, you feel yeah. okay though. I feel great. Yeah. I was in the hospital a couple months ago. We were worried about you, man. Thanks, man. I had an abscess, you know, my face went out like this. So then I, I get out of the hospital and then they put on this medication that totally messed up my stomach. So I was another month down and then I'm cured. I'm completely cured. I live on the fifth floor of this condo. I have like a garbage chute about 10 feet from my place. I'm completely cured. I go to throw out some garbage and I twist my ankle. I'm like, you know, 2020 sucks. <laughs> so my ankle is completely cured. And I'm like, okay, what's next now? You know? What's next? You're on three yeah, sides. Yeah. Three sides with Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get okay. So, Iz, because this is your show today, what else are we are we done or do you are we done? You what's the homework, Izzy? Uh, what's the homework? Um, I want to know what your thoughts, the, the fans' thoughts on what uh, uh, how would have went if Kiss would have went heavier after Revenge. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, what's your homework? Is your fucking Dude, show? Your, no, no. You've got you've got shows. You've done this. You should be experienced. You should you've been be here for all the right, all show. Right, dude. All right. Um. Oh fuck! Before I, before we do that, did you guys see somebody tweeted out a picture of the Peter Chris solo record? But it was uh, Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. No, no. As Peter Chris. <laughs> And I thought it was hilarious, but I'm like, no, dude, this is the most, it's the most underrated fucking album Kiss ever put out with the Kiss logo on it. Anyways, but I'm just, 
I really like that record, and Michael hates it. it I love it. I used to hate the Peter Chris solo album, right. but I now love Kiss the Girl it's Goodbye. It's wonderful. Great Peter Chris solo it. album, number one most hated, Carnival Souls, number two. How about this? How about here's your homework. Go back and listen to the Peter Chris solo 78 record, but don't listen to it as a Kiss record. Listen to it, listen to it as an adult. Yeah. You're asking our listeners to act like adults. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Put it on as a 70s pop rock record. Ignore it sucks. the fact that that Kiss logo is in the fucking top It's so fucking good. And then, I, I, and I, then give a different review of it. I try and do that, I kid you not, with Peter Chris and Carnival Souls once a year. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and give it another shot. I'm going to listen. And I'm just like, no, it still sucks. Put it on Still vinyl. sucks. Put it on vinyl. I'll, 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 I'll hand it to you, Michael, because uh, at least you give it another shot. Yeah. I would never give Crazy Nights another shot. <laughs> so I'll give you that. <laughs> I would never go back to Crazy Nights, no matter what, because I'm not a big fan of torture. Listen, Izzy, if you want people to listen to a Peter Chris album, make them listen to One for All. Ooh. Ooh. They wow. use that, you know, they use one for all at Guantanamo Bay while they waterboard people. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Back to Detroit Rock City for a second. Um, thanks to uh, Sirius XM 70s on 7, Casey Kasem's uh, American Top 40 Countdown, I found another, um, another flub in the movie Detroit Rock City, which play, takes place in 1977, correct? I think so. I think 70s, so. Yeah. The... Uh, you remember the disco song that they were listening to in that in the gold Trans Am? Yes. That came out that charted in nineteen seventy-nine. Oh. There 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 were a couple, and you know, yeah. like let's let's be honest, every movie has that, that those sort of things. But I will we had we had Tim Sullivan, one of the associate producers on a long time ago. Super great guy. Tim's a good um, dude. Yeah, you know, they really tried hard to make things as accurate as possible because everybody who was working on it was a kiss fan right to, to the point where you know they would have like props in the the that basement room where the band was playing like in the early scene like kiss stuff it wasn't recreations they went out and got real stuff i was constantly on kiss online asking fans i remember reaching out and going does any fan have the original kiss beach towel we need it to use in the movie we'll get it back and we'll give you some other stuff with it but they were constantly trying to get absolutely authentic stuff for that movie mm -hmm. and then they oh, use that they stupid ass job. logo then they use that stupid ass logo at the end <laughs> Man, I, I went to see it in the theater. There was like two other people there with me. Yeah. I know. It was for me, too. It, it, and that was, that was disappointing for me because I worked closely with New Line to promote that movie, to get fans around the country to get together and get little mini kiss groups to go to the movie theater. And I think in, in San Francisco here, there was probably nine of us in the theater. It was just like, oh. I don't know if that says I don't know what that says about the movie or you or Kiss fans or you 
No, because it, you did. It, 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 it happened everywhere. So it's just like, are Kiss fans that much that they just don't give a crap, really, at the end of the day? I mean, it could be. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. Had it been this day and age, um, with social media the way it is and with being able to promote shit online the way it is, do you think it would have been different? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, because the movie's turned into a cult classic now. Yes. And part of that is because how sucky it is. I think it would prob. I mean, I think the problem is New Line Cinema and Kiss assumed as a whole, most people cared about Kiss to go see a movie solely about Kiss. And I don't think that would have only worked in 1996. Correct. I agree. Because I otherwise, Kiss works great in movies where it's just part of it, like role models. Role models is an amazing film if you want some kiss but craziness family's dick. <laughs> you know that that whole yeah that whole scene around the pinball He's machine to the kid. Brilliant. exactly that was amazing and and even at the end where they're having all that role-playing stuff and they come out dressed pseudo kiss mm -hmm. that was funny that was cool but an entire movie for what 90 minutes about going to see kiss let's be honest how many people really give a crap because obviously kiss fans didn't care so if kiss fans don't care the casual people don't give a crap right i never heard of role model that's a movie you gotta yeah, it's go got stifler in it oh it is it's so funny Paul Rudd, yeah Paul Paul Rudd Rudd it, and then the guy that was stifler what when did this come out oh this was early 10s yeah, 10, 15 years ago at least. Check maybe it out longer. If you like it. You'll funny. love it. It is funny. It's it's got great humor on its own, but the kiss tie-ins are, are are brilliant because that they're they're sort of poking fun at kiss yeah. while paying homage to kiss. And that's great because you gotta be able to laugh at ourselves, and that's what they're doing. Well, my, the, my favorite part of Detroit Rock City was that ten two seconds of the little kid going, Kiss sucks. I always, I just always found that scene so funny. You remember that scene? Yep. It, it happened real quick. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah, you check out Role Models. You'll like it. I'll definitely check it Speaking out. Speaking of movies, and I'm just going to throw this guys by you. We could do something on Zoom right around Halloween, a three-sides Halloween party where we could actually, because you, you can pump video into this thing. What if... Right around Halloween, we have a three sides Halloween party where we watch Kiss Meets the Phantom. We do like a um, a uh, mystery science three uh, mystery science theater thing. Yeah, Mark's router won't be working by then. That's okay. If Mark's not here, nobody will care. He doesn't care. <laughs> you know, we we is, is he, we we did something we did something similar to that a few years ago with um. The Paul Lynn Halloween special. We didn't pipe the video into the show itself, but while we were recording, Tommy, I think it was Tommy, Lisa, and just me, were watching it and just commentating as it was playing. And that was so much fun. Yeah, that would be great. I think it's a great idea. So let's do that. Yeah, I'll be part of it. 
Especially because, you know, Mark's going to quit because he got so mad at his router. I'm going to well, replace him anyway. Mark also hates the movie with a passion. Oh, then he has to be here. Mark's got all kinds of issues. <laughs> that movie is so horrible, it rules. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesomely bad. I love it, though. But I, I had the same reaction as Mark did when I was a 13-year-old watching it because I was a big Kiss fan, and I, that was the first time I thought, man, that wasn't very good. I was, I was supposed to like that. But as, you know, now looking back at it, you know, as, as what it is, it's pretty damn hilarious. And fun oh, it's, to watch. It's, it's, it's a lot it's of so fun. Bad, it's great. But it's but so you, bad, you know, great. like 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 Tommy and I said when when we were kids and saw it, it was it was more of we weren't looking at it for how good it was. It was like, oh my fucking god, Kiss is on network TV. When does that ever happen? This is the coolest thing in the world. And it's not just a news clip appearance. It's like an hour and a half, two hours that they were on. Yeah, I was just happy that there was something that was not two minutes long. Yeah. A funny thing about the night we saw it, me and my friend, Eladio, um, he had a TV in the living room and a TV in the bedroom, and he put up a little audio recorder against the TV in the bedroom while we watched it yep. in the living room, and then we would listen to it back on cassette. You know? We used to do that as See, kids. That's, that's an interesting point you bring up, Ralph, because that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. It's back in the 70s, before videotapes and before VCRs, that's what we would do, is we would audio tape on cassette whatever was being on, whatever was being televised on the, on the television. Oh, yeah. So I have like 2020 on audio tape. I have all that stuff. And it was funny because you, we weren't doing like a line out from the TV to a line mm -hmm. into the tape recorder, getting you crystal clear. You were taking that little <laughs> cassette player <laughs> where you press play and record and you held it up to the little speaker box on the TV. And then yeah. you're yelling at everybody else. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> this is on. <laughs> Wait, Absolutely. Did you, say, did you say something about a line? Izzy, your timing is terrible. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> we stuck in uh, the same recorder in theaters, too. We recorded audio recorded The Exorcist and Up in Smoke <laughs> back then. And mm -hmm. we had the crowd reaction. It was really cool. I wish I still had those cassettes. Yeah. Yeah, there was a special time, man. Before VCRs, people... I remember my neighbor got Pong. Remember Pong? Oh, yeah. Yep. And playing that at his house, I was like, man, this is Star Wars high-tech shit, man. This little thing going up before the ball. It's a special time, man. You know, it's like uh, I was talking to somebody the other day about Van Halen, about uh, the impact of Van Halen in the 80s was David Lee Ross saying the F word on stage. Oh, yeah. Everybody would lose their mind. The F word has been so diluted, and now Dave can go up there and say F, and nobody will care. But it was so special back then. Because you wouldn't hear, you guys remember, since you're older like me, the big controversy of Maude when, when she called uh, her husband a son of a bitch? Yep. That was a big, big controversy. I mean, right. it was such an innocence, and it's just, you cannot create the magic of, you know, uh, Gene Simmons' uh, cow tongue. I mean, we all believed this shit. We didn't know. Oh, yeah. We had the internet. We didn't, you know, it was real blood and, and stuff like that, you know. We didn't know this stuff, and it was... The innocence is something that is so missing today because also 
so much information with the internet. I mean, we lived in the 70s. We really got to live a very special time. Where, I agree. You know, it's, you just can't, you know, you, kids today I'll never know, you know. In the, in the 70s, you had to work to be a fan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not easy because, again, there was no YouTube. There was no logging on to some website to see what channels something's going to be on and when is it getting replayed. It was sort of like, I can't tell you how many times it was like, I'm, I'm scanning through and it's like I flipped the channel to a PM magazine and all of a sudden they say, and coming up after the next break, kiss. And I'm like, what? you know, you had no idea it was going to happen. So now you sit there and watch it because you also know once it's done airing, you'll never see it again. Yeah. Would n- right. Because there was no thought of videotapes back then. It was sort of like it went out in the air and it was gone. Do you remember, let me ask you this, and I know I got to get going here because we're, fuck, we're going to go into a fourth overtime in this game. It Where have you awesome. got to go, Izzy? Where but have you I, got to no, go? I, I, have, I have to get ready for my show in Drunk two hours summer. or in an hour. What um, does that mean? What does that mean? Start drinking? No, we're, we're talking Elvis tonight. Um, by but the what time does getting airs, ready for your show mean? If your show's well, drunk in summit, does that just mean getting shower. drunk? I got to make myself look presentable. Um, Why do you shower for this? Because I got to look good. <laughs> I mean, not that it's hard for me to look good, but I, you know, I maybe have the hair down and look important or something. Um, but look, everybody, if you're younger, I want you guys to do this. And this is another part of the homework. Go back and uh, watch Smokey and the Bandit. And get a feel for what it was like in the 70s. Did you know and, I was in that movie? What's that? I, mean, I got a cameo in that movie. Get the fuck out of here. I really do. It's up on YouTube. You can see it. Get the really? fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm in the movie for like three seconds. What, what scene? Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Part three, the shitty one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying you were in Jaws 4. But yeah, there's this, there's hey, this great no, Jaws three, the revenge. Oh God! In there's this great line in, in the first Smoking the Bandit when Frog and Bandit are talking about because they're both from different parts of the country, and this is I mean it's not so much as it is now because of the internet age and yada yada yada, but there's this great line where he goes, "You're only as dumb." as to what part of the country you're standing in. And I think that really, that weighs pretty fucking heavy because now you know everything that goes on everywhere. But back then, and how bringing this back to Kiss in the 70s, how there's parts of the country that didn't even fucking know who Kiss was. Well, and look at it, how MTV changed all of rural America. Yeah, all, these, you know, all these kids that lived out in these small towns in the middle of nowhere now knew all of this stuff that they yep. wouldn't have known in the 70s just because of mtv yep absolutely yeah i get it brother absolutely okay all so right. fi- fi- final homework question i will throw this in please do what did you guys think of izzy running the show did 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 we blow it i mean should we do this izzy again did great man he fucking was was was, like, was, yeah. was this a train wreck you know, I look, this is my thing. This shows what happens. And this is not a shot at anybody that's on this show right now, except maybe about somebody in the bottom, right? Um, 
kidding. Fuck. I'm kidding. This shows what happens when you have somebody that can do an interview and host a show that is unscripted. No questions in front of them. This is all off the top of the head. This is all improv. We put him. We put shows how good a talented motherfucker is that can run a show and do it right. We put his feet to the fire. I just don't think you're going to get a job doing that, though. Well, who is? Oh, Izzy, don't wait two years. You might as well leave now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it. Okay, there you go. All right, Please. so you guys know where to go with your homework. All of our yep. social medias. Go leave us, leave us some comments. Let us know if this was worth it. Do you miss Mark? Um, you know, I didn't. Look, we, we talked crabby what we wanted today. without waiting for he somebody so, to. He was so crabby. Could just see it in his eyes. Yeah. Well, like you said, crabby. he didn't. Angry. He, it would have been a forty-five-minute show because mm -hmm. he, he we just had to get him out because. So really, the hate mail should be directed to Mark because he has a Windows ninety-seven computer. <laughs> we were joking. Tommy go. and I were joking. He's got a Windows 97 because it's a beta for Windows 2097. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Kids. There you go. I, I, hope, I hope you had in. fun. We always have fun doing this. It's always good. Oh, it was a blast. Easy. I thought wow. it was a fun conversation. So, so, so appreciative that you guys jumped on, joined us on this. Nothing was better than Ralph showing up and Izzy's expression. Always. Right. That's priceless. We need Come to do, on, you know, we need to do a Zoom boxing match between Izzy and Ralph. I don't want to hurt him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I can totally kick your ass, Izzy. I don't know. I've watched Karate Kid. I can kick anybody's ass. <laughs> You guys will just look. Look, let's let's just cut to the chase. You two will start to fight, and you'll end up making out. Exactly. It'll turn into a pillow fight, and you'll be hugging each other. The lights <laughs> off. Well, no, hey. it would. No, look. Hey. It, I think this is exactly what would happen. This is because we're old fuckers. This is exactly what would happen. We'd kick the shit out of each other, and then we go set up to the bar, and I'd fucking buy him a root beer, and he'd buy me an actual fucking beer and a shot. Exactly. Ralph doesn't drink. And and then we'll have sex, but I'll just let you know, uh, I am the pitcher. I'm all man. <laughs> only, Ralph, if you, Ralph, only if you wear my fucking pants. Final, <laughs> Ralph, final parting question. Which part of Izzy would you put in your freezer? <laughs> His I don't pancreas? Want to my freezer. <laughs> His pancreas? Uh, yeah, no. Um... His brain, so it finally won't be lonely. <laughs> it can hang out with the Ralph, ice. Do you have a pair of these? I got this right here, man. The king. Dude, you have to put it on the other leg so that you can blow yourself. <laughs> God, Izzy, those are just. What the hell is that? Those are yoga stretch pants with Izzy's face on the crotch. It's on the wrong leg, dude. I'm telling you. And the and the logo oh. on the back. Tramp stamp. <laughs> yes, that's the tramp stamp. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. I have shit to let's do. Let's be done. Let's. All be right, done. guys, that's it. Everybody. Everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone.
Right on, fuck three sides. You got suck. Almost human. Yeah. Six. And fuck you, Izzy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. the show go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of three sides of the coin thanks download your free free copy of the kiss school of marketing 11 lessons i learned working with kiss the number one downloaded business book on noise trade go to books.noisetrade.com slash michael brandvold you're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.